0: Hello, and welcome to Warhammer 40K's Grim History from the Beyond. I'm Zekthar. And I'm Yuxin. We are the chroniclers of all the toys, and all that will be in the 41st millennium. We've seen the rise and fall of many empires. And this week, we'll be looking into everyone's favorite greenskins, the orcs.
1: Indeed, Zekthar, the orcs. You'll have nothing more than a good scrap and some good old-fashioned crumpets. Join us this month as we discuss the biology of the orcoid species, their effect on the other species, some funny stories, and of course, notable characters. Of course, Yookson. But to our dear listeners,
0: if you like our stuff, please subscribe, follow, like, and comment. And if you wish to help Bob, you can click the support podcast button on any of our descriptions on Spotify.
1: Quite right, Zektar. If you like what we do, don't hesitate to plug in on Spotify. We wish to keep this free and without ads. So if you find folks truly enjoy this, you can help. If you only donate to Bob on our Spotify channel for 99 cents a month, we can continue doing our stuff without those hated ads. Now mind you, if you wish to do more, feel free. But this is all we ask, just 99 cents. Well, Zektar, let's get into it, shall we? Well, Yuxin, I figured this week we
2: could discuss a little bit about the less talked about in orcoid societies. You know those little guys who keep the orc ecosystem up and running. Like I mentioned last week, the entire basis of the orcoid ecosystem starts with the squigs, then snotlings who cultivate the squigs and the fungus they feed on, followed by the Gretchen to build the green settlements, and finally the orcs themselves. So I figured this week we could follow the same pattern. Sounds good, Zektar. Well. Where are you going to tell us about the squigs? Well, the squigs are the simplest known form of orcoid life, and there are many different types of squigs, each generally filling some functional or utilitarian role in the orc ecosystem. There are many types of squigs, but each can be generalized into a single variety, such as edible, musical, hair, medicinal, parasite hunting, face eaters, pets, buzzing and paint squigs, well, we'll get into some of those, but some, like the face-eater types, are a little more than snapping fanged mouths on legs. Squigs naturally grow and breed within the cesspits of the orc settlement, subsisting on orc refuse. Ting the squigs is the duty of the low caste orcoids, known as the snotlings. Oh, there are many different types of squigs, I figured we could just simply talk about some of our personal favorites. And I believe one of yours, Yuksen uh, um, is the squiggoths.
1: Why? Yes, yeah, because they're the biggest of the different types of squigs. They can range well, from being a lemon rest bell take size to small titan. Well, what about a colossal squig? That's I thought they were the biggest.
2: Oh, it's a type of squig off?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Generally there's three different types of categories for um squigoth being um there's the big ones, the gargantuan, squigatas, and the Orchiosauruses. The what? Orchiosauruses. Uh, oh. What the heck is that? It's just basically a giant transport squig. Well, do they have like two or four feet? Or no, this thing's meant to hold like at least twenty orcs on it.
2: No, 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 no. Do they have two or four feet?
1: Oh, four feet. Okay, so they're okay. Squigoths have, in general, four feet. Oh, oh, squigoths.
2: Okay, yeah. I thought you were gonna say squigs. I'm like, well, most of the squigs I know of, anyways, they only have like two feet.
1: But well, except for the um, squig hogs, which are also used as modes of transportation/slash cavalry. So,
2: I'm assuming the squigoss, anyways, are used for, like you said, transportation. Are they used also as like
1: cavalry? Uh, Squigoss can be used for generally transportation or just mowing things over. I mean, they are giant monsters. Right, okay, so are they big enough anyways that, like,
2: do the orcs ride them into battle, or is it that they're so huge anyways that you don't even really need orcs on top of them? They just kind of lumber forward and start eating things.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure the ones that are size of a small titan generally are just things that you may just want to have run free, basically. And those are the colossal squigs? They're just... I don't know. They don't specify what the size of these different ones are, technically. Okay, so... Part of that uh, is because of the fact that, uh, you know, it it is orc society, so they don't really categorize these. Well, they kind
2: of do. I mean, okay, so let's start back at the beginning anyways. What's the difference between a Squigoth and a regular Squig?
1: Okay, a Squigoth is generally something that's bred to the size of about a Lehman Rust tank or even larger the size of a small titan so this thing is made to be just a war um beast okay so so it's not okay so i was thinking
2: the squigoths anyways like the smallest form of it would be the ones that like for instance the uh um beast snaggers right in the battle no those are squig hogs oh okay yeah so so if they were like a form of squigoth anyways they'd be
1: like the the, the smallest would be a squig hog right If they were part of the Squigoths, yes. Okay. But they aren't.
2: (laughs) Right. So then you you mentioned anyways that the Colossal uh, Squig is part of the Squigoth family. So where is it anyways size-wise? Because I thought the biggest one you could get anyway, the biggest the Squig could get
1: anyways was the Colossal Squig. Okay. So generally there are three different sizes that they've put down for Squigoths. There are the big ones. Which is about the size of a Lehman rest tank, right? Which means they are more stuff than you probably see for transport and stuff like that. They're kind of and like the wagons. Then you have the gargantuan squigoths, which okay. are about the size of a small Imperial Titan. Okay, that's, that's uh, large. Yeah. So, so when you
2: say Titan, though, you're talking about probably like what a Warhound? Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not. Oh, what's the big one? Warlord the Imper- what? Warlord. Yeah, no, no, but 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 the Imperium, they've got one that's even they've got one that's like it's the Adeptus Mechanicum's like largest Titan they ever created, and it's like ridiculously big. I'm
1: sorry. Like it's the mega Cargant.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, no, wrong, wrong, wrong race. Uh <laughs> okay. So that's the second size. So then the third size is something even bigger than that.
1: Yes, it is actually the Orchiosaurus, and it is even larger than the gargantuan squigoth, rarely seen, obviously. Yeah. So 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 where does the colossal squig fit in? So is the colossal squig They're, actually
2: a squigoth? No. Oh, I thought you were saying that it was though.
1: But they aren't squigoths. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Okay, why did you say that they were? Oh, okay, so from what I've gathered, though colossal squigs are—I mean, they're. It, this says, anyways, from what I've looked up, that they're the largest variant, anyways, of squig known to exist. So, I guess my question is then: Is are squig off's really actually a, a a squig, or are they like their own
1: weird different thing? So, the way that I've seen it as. Uh, Colossal Squig is, okay, Squigots are almost their separate own category. Colossal Squigs are basically the largest two-legged things, Squigs. Okay. So,
2: so. Okay, so squigots then really aren't really Squigs then, is what you're saying.
1: They are technically in the Squig family, but not. Well, technically Orcs are in the Squig family too, but... Yeah. <laughs>
2: So this is just another variant anyways of uh, the Orcoid species then?
1: Yes. Okay. They are right. considered, they are under the heading of what a squig is. Say, say that again. squigoss are under the same heading as squigs because they start off as just small squigs. And then when they're bred and how they're bred is what makes them increase in size and change into squiggs basically.
2: So... So how does that work?
1: You'd have to ask an orc red herds. Okay.
2: <sighs> this Is just a nice way of saying you don't know? No, <laughs> there is a specific way. It's just... Okay, well, while you're looking that up anyways, I do kind of want to go into an actual squig. And they're called hair squigs. So anytime you see like a picture of an orc and it's got hair or a beard or something like that, Um, It's actually a squig, because orcs actually are hairless. They do not have any hair, which I've always found interesting. But they do like, apparently anyways, it's a sign of status anyways to have some sort of hair. So they get these squigs anyways that, oh, how how do they work? They're they're a parasitic variety of squig, which possesses small bodies, no legs, no eyes, and a pair of pincers in place of a mouth have long hair running from their tiny bodies that the orcs like to customize and die after clamping the squig's pinchers into their own hairless heads. Though this customization has no effect on the squig's health. So they literally anyways it's anytime you see an orc they're really that's got hair, they're really wearing a wig. And that wig is a squig. <laughs> it's probably the best way of describing it and 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 you mentioned this a few uh when we were looking up all this stuff anyways and having a good chuckle but they also use them as beards occasionally yeah but most of the time when you see them anyways it's on the back of the hair or on top of the head and normally from what i've seen anyways it's almost like a top knot
1: right yeah generally
2: yeah so it's it's not like they 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 put like a whole bunch of them on there anyways and they you know stylize them up although i have seen a couple anyways orcs that that do sport the the rather cool looking anyways mohawk yeah but um normally anyways it's very vibrant they dye them all sorts of different colors because as we know the orcs love their colors they're different types of colors they have speaking of which by the way you i actually happen to find a couple more colors that uh are important to the orcs at uh
1: the log energy runs through
2: would you like to know about them real quick before we move on?
1: Um So long as you let me, after that, tell you what the difference is. Oh. I mean, how about squiggles? Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, for sure. I
2: was I was just trying to get, I was trying to buy a little time here anyway, so that you could actually look it up for me. I appreciate you looking it up. Um Yeah, so the other two colors that I found is, as we talked about last week anyways, there's, we, we, we talked about what, red, yellow, blue, and purple, right? So the other two colors that we have is we have white and black. And black, anyways, they paint, like, armor and stuff black because it's supposed to make things tougher than every, anything else. So it's, like, really good for defense. And then white is a deadly color, the deadliest color out there. Oh, I forgot. We also talked about green, but yeah. So, so, so that's why, like for instance, uh, um, and we will talk about these guys here in a little bit, anyways. But the Goth, there, they a lot of times, anyways, we'll use checkered white and black because it oh. makes them the hardest, toughest, deadliest orcs in the galaxy, <laughs> or so. something. But anyways, yeah. Go ahead and tell us, anyways, uh, about how,
1: how this whole thing with the offs work. Okay, so. Squigos are defined as the largest species of squigs. Claustral squigs. No idea where they fall in. I assume because they have two legs, they'd be considered the largest bipedal squig species. Okay. Um, The squigos are squigs. Squigos are squigs. Okay. But instead of like the size of a lemon rust tank to giant titans, giant titans and even yeah giant titans and so generally, how they are um... i could just see anyways <laughs> the ship flying through space anyways
2: it's almost like terran 42 star wars the guy's like it's like well we'll try heading towards that moon
0: that snow moon
2: and it's just this giant squig off that's floating through space
1: <laughs> No, I just had. I just would it, like on, ah! on the battlefield, there's this giant titan. It's like, it's like, yes, we spent years building this, and all of a sudden, it crashes through the canyon on the other side, something about the same size. It's yes. to squig off. <laughs> this well, took. One year, <laughs> I can I can just
2: see anyways, like the largest squig off ever. Anyways, is literally just this giant squig that floats through space. Anyways, and just eats whatever it comes across. It's the size of the Death Star. So, <laughs> Get away before it eats us.
1: <laughs> actually, originally they're created through a diet. What's the that diet originally? Uh A squig diet. They eat squigs. Particular combination in the food that they're given mm. and then over time they end up being handed over to the runt herds right. which are basically the orcs versions of um, breeders and trainers when it comes to squigs and also grots for that matter so by the way anyways at that point anyways are they also known anyway at that point they're they're what cave squigs right no cave squigs are different okay so so I guess hey, what i is squigs are just considered attack squids in general. Yeah, I mean they're kind of the standard squig, right? I mean they
2: eat them, they 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 herd them to attack people, they live in caves, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but no, no, what I'm saying is is that so okay, so the squig life anyways. It starts off as this little tiny squig, and it's just you know, this red thing with a tail and two feet and then a, a bunch of teeth. Well, they keep feeding it and it gets bigger, right? So eventually, anyways, it becomes this happy, healthy cave squig thing. Or attack squig or whatever you want to call them. Or whatever well, it is that they're breeding it as. So then they continue breeding it anyways. And then the way and, and what do they feed it? Changes anyways when it goes from there?
1: As well as I can tell, yes. But okay. They don't go from squig to cave squig to whatever. They go from squig to whatever. It's just most commonly used is the cave squig because it's used for just like an attack thing or as a pet or as food. So it's the most numerous squig that you'll find out there because, you know. It's the most common? It's, yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's a weapon and nutrients. (laughs) So, okay. So
2: I just want to make sure that I've got this clarified out right. Okay. So every squig starts off as a
1: mushroom, right? With teeth. Yeah, like like everything else that's orcoid. Well, kind of.
2: And it gets herded around anyways by the snotlings until it starts to get bigger. When it gets bigger anyways, the runt herders take over and they kind of determine what kind of squig it is. And then they start its diet, which
1: really changes it into what it needs to be. Um, As far as I can tell, yes. Oh, that's could be wrong, but, you know. Well, no, that's, that's just kind of, <laughs> that puts it in a whole new perspective anyways. You are what you eat. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. For example, I, of course, I may be wrong because, you know, we are not who shall not be named. But um, you're not, you're it not makes not. more sense because there's different runt herders, which sometimes can be called Especially when it comes to squigoths, specialist breeders, pig right. docks. pig dogs, <laughs> um, which are actually pretty much the only people that are able to uh, raise squigoths, and they're part of the snake bites clan. Oh, which we will be talking about later.
2: Right. Well, so I think we've I think we've done squigoths to death, but we did mention anyways the cave squigs. And they are they are the most common, right? Yes. They go by many different names. They go by cave squigs, attack squigs, eating squigs. Um, could you kind of give us any ways that, how they kind of fit into the
1: uh, orcoid ecosystem? They are a vicious predator. And pretty much they just look like teeth on two legs, pretty much generally are seen as the tax rig which is what they're more known as but they have them as not only for like charging forward it or as using it as attack weapon but also as having them as pets or uh as a food supply so they're sort of a um i guess they're common because of the fact that they have so many multiple uses in comparison to the other ones
2: okay so the ones that we've talked about, the squig offs,
1: the hair squigs, and then the cave
2: squigs, anyways, those are kind of the most numerous of the squigs, right? Other than maybe right. squig hogs. I mean, squig hogs, well, and, and it depends on anyways. I mean, like for instance, you mentioned the snake bites. Squig hogs are more predominant with the
1: squig bites or the not squig bites, the snake bites. <laughs> right? Hey, several of them have been bitten by squigs, you gotta know that. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> they thought snakes were cooler,
1: so they went with snakes instead of squigs. <laughs> but... well we'll we'll get further into this sort of topic later when we talk about them. But right, right. But like I said, anyways, the squig hogs, anyways, are more predominant with like the
2: what we've already talked about, the bee snaggers right? Yeah. Okay. But other than them, anyways, the three that we've kind of talked about, they're kind of they are the squigs that normally. When you're talking about squigs, that's kind of what you're looking for. So it's like if it's a big squig, it's a squig off. If it's just kind of the regular red two-legged, you know, teeth thing running around, that's kind of a cave squig or an attack squig or yeah. an eaten squig. They're, they're, I mean, it's the same thing. And then the hair squigs are are definitely anyways. I mean, they're very numerous, but nobody really talks about them because nobody cares. They're just like, hey, look at my hair. Um, but I do think anyways, we should talk about a couple of the, 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 um, the less known squigs. And one of my favorite squig anyways is called the squig pipe. Now, I don't know if you knew this Uxin, or not, but, uh, the orcs actually do enjoy music, which is something that is not talked about very often. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's the goth rocker. Oh, wait, what's a golf rocker real quick. I know we're kind of going sidetrack, but what is it? He's a uh, rock guitarist that followed with uh, those with um, Gazgul Threka. Oh, wait a minute. Is he the guy with the top hat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he has has a a particular squig with him, too. It's called an amp squig. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So he can
2: make his music more even predominant. But the squig pipe, the thing I like about the squig pipe is that it, it is the common musical instrument, probably other than I'm thinking of the drum, right? The drum's gotta be the, the most predominant musical instrument for the orcs. I don't know. Probably made from the skins, anyways, of squigs. But <laughs> this is a weird type of squig, and they use it as a musical instrument. It's got several tube like proboscises that emanate from the squigs bag-like body. The musical squig can be tucked under one arm and inflated by blowing down the proboscis. Then, by squeezing the squig, weird and terrifying sound can be made through the creature's proboscis pipes. This turns the squig into a musical instrument.
1: Uh, Now, what does this sound like to you, (laughs) Eukeson? A really bad version of bagpipes. (laughs) Yep pretty much what it is but the worst part is is that it's a thousand times louder
2: so for all of you that hate bagpipes anyways this would be the worst <laughs> i mean me personally i'm i'm a fan of the bagpipes if, if, if they're played correctly bagpipes i think are one of the cooler instruments you can find yeah but if they're pay, played incorrectly which by the way I'm thinking that lots of orcs anyways don't play them cor- correctly. They, these, <laughs> these, these these squigs, I think they just want the noise, <laughs> which would be even worse. It'd be like somebody beating a cat to death anyways, <laughs> but doing it a hundred times louder. But
1: uh, before we move on anyways, what do you think of these guys? <laughs> Actually, I think it's more likely that they would have the... The Grotz use them instead of the Orcs. Oh, really? Because well, they're probably more at, attuned to actually Yeah,
2: their fingers probably work better for it, too. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so may, maybe we should look into that. Maybe maybe we could find, anyways, a a Gretchen band. <laughs> maybe we could get them over here, anyways. Because... They uh,
1: some music for us. <laughs> most Orc bands... Mm-hmm. Of the few that there are that I've seen, either pertain having drums or guitars of some kind, right? I've I've always kind of wondered, anyways,
2: uh, <laughs> what they would do if they ran into the uh, oh, what do they call them? They're the um, Slanesh Chaos Space Marines, the noise um, Marines, noise Marines. Yeah, If they ran into a noise Marine. How that would work out? It'd be like the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Well, uh,
1: anyways, uh, do you have a, a, a particular weird squig that you'd like to talk about? Okay, so you're aware of the um, Terran birds, known as a pigeon, right? Uh, yes. Uh, the
2: um, oh, what are they called? They're, <laughs> they're like what trash with wings or something like that. <laughs> this is what they're kind of known as they're a the really dumb bird, anyways, that lives in large cities and.
1: Well, and yet, they
2: tend to eat they rat.
1: Also, use them for carrying messages. But uh okay, they d- used to do that back in the day in Terran forty-two. You're correct. Yeah. Well, Sorry. the orcs have the squidgin, which is basically the oh, same no. thing. Oh, they no. actually use these bird-like squigs, attach messages to them, and send them off for communication with other orc tribes. Okay.
2: You know, by the way, in Terran 42, anyways, the concept of using pigeons. At the same time, this was before, you know, I don't know, radios and <laughs> walkie-talkies, Oh, which, by the way, the orcs have. <laughs> they have yes. communicating with each other, but they still tend to use these, <laughs> these squidgeons. <laughs>
1: yep. Okay. So they, they are they are, you know, preyed upon ferociously by these squighawks.
2: Oh yeah, okay. So they're almost they're almost like a new form of inter- they're also like a form of entertainment. Like they Probably. throw it out there and then they yeah. get the squig hawks hawks after them. By the way, dear god, you said squig hawks. Yes. <laughs> What's a squig hawk? <laughs> is it is it like a hawk from Terran 42? But it's like a squig? A squig. <laughs> Jeez. I just I'm just picturing these 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 weird mushrooms anyways but i'm thinking of them like you know like a cave squig but they've got like the little tiny (laughs) wings (laughs) the pigeon squidgeons it's like fly it's like trying really hard you know (sighs) (sighs) squigs are fun (laughs) yeah
1: um Okay, I, I think on, with- on the the mention of fun, I'm pretty sure there's one that is for great entertainment for orcs. Yeah, and they're and they're weird. Ah, uh, those that okay, you're talking
2: about Red the squig is squigs, not right? weird. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great point there, Yuxin. But you're talking about you're talking about the kissing squig,
1: right? Uh kissing squig, face eater squig, or natural yeah. squig
2: yeah <laughs> there so imagine anyways a cave squig right but give it even more teeth that's a face eater squig and what they they're also known as nashers or nasher squigs they're a lot of times used they they're a lot of times kept as pets by the orcs but they also like to use them in this weird game and it's and it's they gamble on it with teeth. They, you know, they they, they just sit there and laugh as people compete in this weird game anyways. And it's, uh, the whole concept is, is that which one gets eaten? The natural squig or the orc? And how this works is, is that the orc and the squig both open their mouths and bite. Kind of like in a parody of a kiss, why I, I asked if you were talking about the kissing squig. And so they both open their mouths as wide as they can anyways, and then they bite down on what's in front of them. If the orc eats the squig, he wins. If he keels over backwards, he loses, and usually anyways is eaten by the squig amongst much laughter from the other orcs. It's it's a rather violent game. Um, I haven't heard of any, like, champions of this game. <laughs> Or, it's not like Terran 42 anyways, where it's like you've got Joe Montana. No, no, no. There, there is no Joe Montana for <laughs> the squig eating competition.
1: <laughs>
2: because normally, eventually, what ends up happening is, is that you find a squig, oh, and he's got a bigger mouth. <laughs> and it eats you. So, <sighs> well, well, it's been fun discussing squigs. We do have to move on to the next lowest on the totem pole. The snotlings. Don't you mean the grots? You've brought something up that's actually fairly interesting. And we have been, honestly, folks, We, me and Yuxin, or sorry, Yuxin and I have been arguing about this anyways for like the last three or four weeks, anyways. What is a snotling, grot, and Gretchen? Because we've seen these words, anyways, interused throughout most of orcish lore. And well, we've come up with a couple of different conclusions, but what, what, what's the one anyways that you think is probably most predominant there, Uxum?
1: Okay, so what I see as most predominant is looking into it as snotlings are almost... They're, they're smaller than grots, and as such, they're more used for like helping raise squigs originally. Then you have grots... Which are the next step up from that. And uh, from what I can tell, is Gretchen is more of a title than an actual species. Okay. So, like, Gretchen, though, are
2: like the larger form of a grot.
1: No, Gretchen are like a particular, because you have, for example, uh, mech boys have grots. They don't have Gretchen, they have grots hmm. to help them. The orderlies. The docks are called grots, not Gretchen. Hmm. Now, in a runt herd, generally they refer to those, the ones that are in a runt herd, as Gretchen. Although they also refer to them as snotlings. They also do refer to them also as grots, but that's the most common place that you hear them mentioned as Gretchen. So it seems more like if it's the title of Gretchen is put in place where so, so a what grot you're is actually in a militant role, hmm. so to speak? A Grot's in a militant role or a Gretchen? Uh, a Gretchen would be a Grot okay. that's in a militant role. So, okay. like, so like the person orquo.
2: with the wrench, right? A person with the <laughs> gun, okay? So, which one's got the gun? Which one's got the wrench? <laughs> so, if I go into an orcoid tribe, anyways, and I'm looking, anyways, and there's two. Which, by the way, one of the reasons why, anyways, we mentioned that that these names are a lot of times synonymous uh, or interchanged, is because if you look at these these technically are three different species, but if you look at them, anyways, they all look the same. They all oh, look goodness. like goblins. I mean, <laughs> except for the only thing that is a little bit different is the snotlings, and it's just simply because they're they look exactly the same, but they're smaller. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. But if I go into an orcoid tribe anyways, and I see one of these things anyways with a wrench, and then I see another one with a slugger,
1: which yeah, was what? Was the which? slugger would be the one that you'd probably call a Gretchen.
2: Okay. And then the grot would be the one anyways that's got the wrench normally. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, mind you if also- you're an orc, and then you don't care either way. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was like, like you're smaller, you're a grot. I don't care. Right. Unless you're a runt herd. Then the <laughs> run herd may go, Yeah, you're one of my boys, so you're actually a Gretchen. Go. <laughs> um, also, real quick, anyways, just to give you kind
2: of a concept, anyways, of what these creatures look like, they're kind of they're well, first off, they're very
1: they're they're about what? The tallest they get is about three feet tall. I want to say around there. Just give me a sec. Probably have uh they're around so they're around about four feet or so. Okay. So
2: the tallest they get is about four feet. Yeah.
1: Somewhere around there. Okay. So I'm guessing then that
2: snotlings probably only get about two feet tall then. Cause they're, it's I two mean, or three, what's that? Two or three. Yeah. Two or Three. Okay. So, that, so by the way, that is the only way you can kind of see the difference of the, that different particular part of the species is that snotlings are significantly smaller. They look the same, but they're just smaller. Yeah. Now, these these uh, uh, particular species, anyways, they're kind of spindly. Um, they they're not like their orkish cousins, anyways, that are big brawny beefy dudes. They're like thin and spindly, and they normally have very beaky noses. Also, I don't think they can also grow hair either. Do they? No, no, they're bald too. But they um, don't
1: go for any hair squigs really, generally. So
2: yeah. And they are also, like everything else, other than the squigs anyways, they're green. By the way, we we never did mention this, but squigs are red normally. Well, some of them are. Okay. The majority of them are red. And normally, like I said before, anyways, the Grotchen, the the Grotchen, (laughs) the Snotlings, the Gretchen, and the Grotts anyways, they're normally used for like menial purposes, they're the ones anyways that like fit into tight spaces anyways to work on mechanical issues. They're the ones that kind of run the ecosystem while the orcs are out, you know, crumping. Yeah. Uh, but there have been a few actually important ones and probably the most famous Uxen has got to be Makari, right?
1: Yeah. Well, he is relative. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there is something. a rot that follows <laughs> Gazgul Thraka. Yeah, his um, Makarai. Now, mind you, don't know which one it is now.
2: Well, okay, that's an interesting aspect. Okay, so, real quick, anyways, uh, Makarai is like, like Yerkson said, anyways, he's he's Uthraka's minion. Um, he's been around, anyway, since Uthraka uh started you know, his grand campaign anyways, the Great Log, And he's been around that long anyways because he's been considered lucky and he in fact carries anyways the standard of the mighty war boss, which they dubbed the Lucky Stick. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the Imperium would say anyways that he died a while back anyways because the Orc war boss didn't realize he was there and sat on it. (laughs) Which could very well be true. But there is, but he 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 keeps showing back up on the battlefield. So there's kind of there's this interesting debate on whether one of two things are taking place. Either A Uthraka, while he thinks of this grot as lucky, has never really particularly paid attention to him. So every time one of them dies, (laughs) one of his One of his weird boys or one of his strategists just shovels another one in and goes, Oh, yeah, he's here. So they just keep replacing him. Or two, which is also, which is, which is more of a weird concept, anyways, is that he keeps being reincarnated by the great Wog energy uh, from Gork and Mork because he supposedly has this important role, anyways, to help the great prophet Uthraka. Now, man. You have been discussing this back and forth. And I think both of us kind of agree anyways, that it's more along the lines that we for intensive in purposes, away. Yeah, for and purposes, Macari does keep dying and they keep shoveling in a new one. It's like your new name now is Makari. I don't want to be Macari. I don't care. You know, But I do kind of like this other story. I just find it kind of interesting just the thought anyways, that Gork and Mork, that they keep reincarnating (laughs) this grot just to be a nuisance to me. Anyways, that that's also kind of entertaining, but
1: I mean, what what do you think? Uh, I I think it's the former though, where whenever one of them dies, either from being stepped on by accident, sat on random shell, uh, then they're just like oh person. no and they sneak in a new one <laughs> yeah. Because they know if they don't then Gazgo will probably lose his mind I mean go into a uh, ridiculous rage I should say right well and, and there is one other um notable <laughs> grot or
2: Gretchen whatever you want to call him and that would be I believe his title is the Red Gabo.
1: yes. <laughs> The Red Gabo is the leader of the rebel Graz on Gorkamorka and is the head of the Gretchen Revolution Committee, or the GRC for short, or just the committee. In truth, there technically is no red gabo. What? Uh the position actually rotates between various members of the committee after an election. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> okay Okay, you can humor me. How does this election work? Did you ever figure that out? Because we tried figuring it out, but did you actually
1: figure? Uh, did you actually go down there and, and and do some research yourself? I I think I found it out. What it ends up happening okay. is they do the whole draw straws thing. Ah, but the person who's holding the straws is actually cheating. <laughs> okay. So they all grab one, and he goes, "Oh, look." he snaps the end of his off mine's shorter uh, <laughs> and since he's the last person it's not like they can go you cheated no <laughs> well,
2: i mean they could but... yeah <laughs> so what you're saying is that this election the way it works is that whoever's holding the sticks is the one that actually becomes the new
1: red gabo yeah ah Okay,
2: that <laughs> sounds very... I can
1: tell, anyways. <laughs> that sounds very democratic. <laughs> I mean, they do have very small hands, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Carry on about this Red Gabo fella. <laughs> anyways, he leads the grots in their effort to overthrow the oppression of the orcs in De Revolution. At some point, however, knowledge of the Red Gabo has spread from Gorkamorka to the wider orc species, and... While well, not every Gretchen believes in the Red Capo, with some claiming he is just a legend, this quickly changes for most grats should one appear before them. <laughs> that, is, that is so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't believe in it, and then it shows
2: up. Okay, maybe I do. <laughs> well, I guess it is because yeah. it's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. I- I don't believe in dachshunds. Oh, what's that? It's a dachshund. Okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess they exist. Uh, in one instance, the Gretchen Fingwit decided to become the Red Gabo and rallied his fellow grots during a boarding attack on imperial worship. In another, Red Gabo suddenly appeared while a group of grots were being attacked by chaos cultists and helped lead them to victory over their foes. This red gabo was fatally wounded during the fighting, though, and secretly chose a clever grot by the name Red to pass the mantle to. When Red initially declined, the red gabo angrily stated that a Gretchen could not refuse to become the red gabo once they were chosen. He also claimed that the committee was wherever a red gabo needed it to be, and that it could simply be used as a tool to reinforce a Red Gabo's orders to his fellow Gretchen. Red Snot then agreed and began putting on the dying Red Gabo's clothing and took on his personality as well. When he next appeared to his fellow surviving Graz, the Red Gabo stated that Red Snot had died in the battle's last moments. Because of this widespread knowledge of the Red Gabo, his appearance can differ each time he appears. In general, though, the red gabo wears a red coat and goggles, along with the custom slugga. He has also been seen with the scepter riding a squig named Bounza, wearing a commissar's hat, and carrying a red gabo battle standard. However, if more than one red gabo appears, then the great squig race is used to determine who the revolutionary leader is. They ride atop squigs, and the winner is declared to be the real Red Goblin. After all, there can only be one revolutionary Gretchen leader at a time. Well, at least in one place. Uh, right. As we know. <laughs> <laughs> now, this all started when the mechs recently introduced a tag system on Gorka Morka, whereby you can only get on board the Space Hulk once construction is completed, when the big wah starts, if you have a tag. Unfortunately, grots don't get tags. Due to this unfair treatment, the GRC was formed, and soon a full-scale revolution began against the grots in Mechtown. The Red Gobble is the figurehead for the whole revolutionary movement. Although he concerns himself with the revolution as a whole, it is not uncommon for him to get out and do a bit of dirty work. Well, he, he, he sounds very interesting. Do you ever think that
2: he'll actually eventually win the great uh, revolutionary thing that he's trying with the GRC?
1: Not likely.
2: Or, or maybe, if, like you said, it is true, anyways, about uh, Macari. What happens if the new Macari anyways, ends up being the Red Gabo? That
1: would never happen, trust oh, me. It would
2: be so awesome, though. Well, it would be very short. Yeah. It would be the Red Gobble going, For the revolution! And try to attack Uthraka, and Uthraka would look at him, and then probably step on him.
0: <laughs> now, my dear listeners, unfortunately we are out of time for this, box. But we had so much more, and that is why this is actually part one. Tune in to part two, which is labeled "The Great Clans." For those of you who don't have the time to listen to part two, I hope you enjoyed this box. If you did, please like, follow, comment, and subscribe. And for those of you who do have the time, enjoy the second part of the box.